0: Hey guys, Joey here. Welcome back to Drewlish. Big weekend coming up, so let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. I'm your host, Joey Montano. This week, it's going to be an awesome week as usual. Uh, But today, we're going to be specifically talking about the NFL Divisional Round Playoffs. Last week, we discussed the wildcard weekend, and I'm going to go go over the previous picks beforehand. Uh, And if you're new to the podcast, Jewelish is a sleep and relaxation podcast focused on helping you fall asleep, relax, and hopefully, you know, curb your insomnia. At least that's how I like to think about it. That said, I do talk about a variety of subjects. Generally, my style of speaking often tends to make people fall asleep or at least induce yawns. So because of that, I like to talk about what I feel like it, and hopefully it kind of is in alignment with what you're hoping to listen to. And realistically, you don't even have to listen to half the stuff I'm talking about. It's just more so helping you relax, kind of focus on the background rain noises. And I tend to blend those in uh, throughout the podcast. So you should, you should start hearing that fairly soon okay so let's get started uh but before we dive into the nfl picks i wanted to uh just talk a little bit more about an email i got uh recently and uh, generally i do get a couple of emails or comments and some of the videos and stuff i post that say hey this helps thank you very much um and I, I really do appreciate that but uh this one just really caught my eye my attention and it completely just uh i don't know for me i'll i'll, I'll briefly talk about the email so uh, came from a guy named Taylor, and the first things he said was, "Hey man, just discovered this podcast a few days ago, and I'm incredibly thankful to have stumbled upon it. I struggled to sleep for roughly 27 out of 27 years. So first of all, I'm glad I just flabbergasted that one. It was very like uh, you know people I'm um, listening to this podcast, and you know they s- take the time to send the emails out, and I don't know for me that is worth its weight in gold personally. So That statement right there at least completely validated this existence of the podcast. And, you know, I'd still be doing the podcast regardless. I've been doing this podcast for several months now. But uh, but he goes on to say, you know, a few years ago, I started using rain sounds for sleep and had had a bit of success, but it did not eliminate the late night mind racing. I switched to listening podcasts for about a year or for about a year ago and found an improvement. But the variability in guest voices Theme songs and ads is a major hindrance, and you found a great way to combine the best of all worlds. I've added that great part in. I don't know why, but um, but that's pretty much the gist of the email that I really wanted to talk about. And uh, you know, for one, I am just I'm actually pretty excited that um, all the points that he mentioned between the variability and guest voices, theme songs, and ads are ads are a major hindrance. Uh, you know, I mentioned this in other podcasts before, but I try to make it a point to focus on kind of being at least semi-interested enough to keep your attention at first, and then hopefully as the podcast goes on, you know, the cadence of my voice, or I feel like the octave, um, it should just be more than enough to drown out um, kind of the thoughts that you have going on in your head. At least that was the goal, and it seems like I've actually, uh, especially with Taylor here, uh, hit, hit hit it hit all three check marks, and uh, it's just, you know, mind-blowing that uh, you know, I get an email that's exactly kind of like what I was thinking and what I was hoping for. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, assuming, and I'm pretty sure he's, I don't know how many episodes he's listened to, but, uh, but you know, I do occasionally talk about this and, and obviously the idea is I don't want everyone to completely listen to the whole podcast. It's more of a way to help. And like I said, you guys alleviate your sleep, get your mind off of the day. Uh, I've talked about this earlier in the earlier episodes of the podcast. I, I did suffer a lot with a lot of insomnia, had terrible insomnia, um, especially like around a decade ago. Um, It's still not gone completely. And I'm actually in the middle of uh, tweaking a lot of my sleeping patterns and daily routines. So um, one big thing, and I'm going to quick mention this too, is like what I use to help me go to sleep more recently is I've been using cannabis and that's helped, but uh, I'm kind of going through a lot of different changes in kind of my routine and style. So uh, I'm not going to be leaning on that as much to so looking for different alternatives. It's something I'm always interested in, in regard and regardless, uh, personally, you know, I just love testing different things. And in this podcast, it's just for, it's just a great way for me to kind of, uh, you know, just talk about it out loud and uh, just like any other thoughts that you hear online or else, uh, you know, just take things for, uh, take it as a grain of salt. Um, so uh, like I said, I'm glad to have uh, you know uh, dedicated listeners, and I'm just flabbergasted that the last few weeks, like my downloads, I I, I don't I try not to mention that as much anymore, but uh, it just seems to you know continue to be on the uptick, and like I said, it's just mind blowing, and uh, you know I, I'm obviously not making like um, you know billions, millions, or you know anything off this, um, you know per se, but uh, it's it it really does you know, make me feel pretty happy. And, and I don't know that that email already made my year. <laughs> so um, if you're listening, Taylor, uh, that's awesome. And if anyone else is listening, uh, I mention this all the time, if you have any comments, feedback, or suggestions of what you want me to talk about, feel free to send me an email, I'll try to get to you uh, um, when I can. Uh, and generally, I try to I'm trying to improve my communication on that. And uh, yeah, so I uh, Yeah, well, like I said, always open for suggestions, and uh, I'm not going to be talking about these emails uh, week in and week out. I feel like that's actually building too much. I don't know. I feel like if people start expecting um, me to talk about emails that I get, um, like, all the time, then uh, I I just don't want that to be a dedicated part of the podcast when I want to talk about other things. Uh, So, so like I said, I'm just thoroughly appreciative, and uh, like I said, I'm just flabbergasted (laughs) Um, at something like that, so... Uh, so, I don't know. I feel like I'm riding on cloud nine. And speaking of cloud nine, uh, last week, the NFL picks, we have been doing pretty decent. So, uh, I just give you guys a quick overview. Uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, last week we went over the wild card round. And I had about... Uh, I went over each matchup. And I went over the pickums, which is just things that... If I were just to kind of pick, think about it like... I just thought who was going to win just on any given Sunday, not really thinking too much about it. Um, like my initial my initial picks, I talk about that. And then I start talking more about the gambling stuff, which is the spreads, which, let's be honest, that's uh, where the sports betting is happening, and that's more actionable for you guys listening. And uh, I mainly just talk about this stuff to keep track of what I do, and I just want you guys to kind of listen to, or at least my goal is to have you guys at least just listen to my thought process And it's up to you if you guys want to tail or fade or bet or just do the opposite. Okay, so, uh, and then I go over money line picks, which uh, in other segments generally uh, they are. I used to call them uh, upset NFL picks, uh, where I try to find good value underdogs to win. Um, it's a little bit different for the playoffs because I'm trying to find good value picks, not outside of underdogs. Um, but you can, but you can definitely tell my tendency is I really like to go for underdogs in general. But. Um, And then then we just go over the over-under. So mainly it's just the top types of picks that you see on most sports betting sites. Uh, I just like to review and talk about the analysis overall. So um, now that you're kind of familiar with that, let's review last week. Going in the order of the game matchups that I mentioned uh, last week, we'll talk about Bills-Texans first. I predicted uh, 1, the Bills would win in Pickham. Uh, I was not correct. So 0-1-1 there for Pickhams. Uh, as for the spread, uh, the spread is a little bit annoying here because uh, when I did the podcast, I said the Bills 3.0 seemed like a pretty safe pick, uh, knowing that I thought it was going to be a pretty close game, and three at least three points is something that's needed. Unfortunately, technically this is correct, but uh, unfortunately when I placed the bet later on in the day, the line moved down to 2.5, and I thought, okay, that should be good enough. Um, I should have bought that half point because they ended up losing it overtime by three, they also ended up blowing a 16-point lead in the third quarter. Um, they, were, they were just going for the shutout, and uh, it's just kind of hard to explain. Uh, I thought the Bills had the Texans' number. Uh, Houston's always been hit or miss, and it seems like with the Bills' defense, uh, it was going to be collapsing. They are just going to collapse the whole um, Texans' offense, and that was the case for most of the game. Uh, so I'm absolutely not upset about the pick, regardless of the spread. I'm a little bit saddened that, like I said, I got the half-point um Difference uh, when I bet in real time. So technically, it's uh, this is a it's a push. Well, obviously, um, at the time of when I talked about it, but in, in in real life, uh, when I placed the bet, I lost. So on the spreadsheet I have, I'm still counting it as a loss because that's really what I lost. And I, re- I and I would prefer to reflect upon the actual bets that I've made. Um, because I I don't know. I just don't want to be a person who just blindly makes picks. You know, I did that before. Um, like last year and years behind before I started tracking it and before I even started actually putting money down on games. And I figure it's a lot easier for me to speak to these matchups once I know I'm going to be putting money down. Um, it, could, it could be a dollar, which I never do, but um, for, for me, my mindset is if there's any amount that's put, placed down, then uh, it's totally, um, you know, I, I would prefer to spend more time dedicating time and effort to actually get, you know, to win these bets. So, um, Bills 3.0, or point plus 3, was a push, but in my real time it was a loss, so I'm counting that as a loss. Uh, the money line, I had Bills win the money line. I told you I thought Bills should have uh, should actually be a favorite in this matchup, um, despite them playing away. They've been road warriors. Um, they ended up losing, of course. Um, but the line was plus 125, and I told you guys I think they actually win this like 50-55% to 55% of the time, so... Uh, I'd like to go after these well, well-placed value picks. Uh, but because of that, I lost, and I'm actually keeping track of the net units in this process, so I lost that one, um, so I'm technically down one unit in the money line, which is annoying. But, <laughs> um, for the record itself, I've owned one for money lines. Now, as for the over-under, the line was 44. Uh, I believe the game barely ended up at like minus 42, or sorry, like 42, 43 points. I think it was like 20 to 23, uh, if I recall, that was the game score. So uh, we nailed the under, which was I should say nailed. It. it was it was a pretty close one. Uh, I honestly thought this was going to be an easy under, and it seemed like it was going to be when they were up 16-0. Um, but uh, but you know it's football. Any given Sunday, uh, Texas never gave up. Uh, uh, going into the next week, I'll talk more about that. But. Um, this was a close one. It seemed, it seemed like it should have been an easy layup or an under. Um, it was a little a bit of a sweat. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. That's why we kind of like uh, watching some of these games, especially if we have no vested interest in these teams. Uh, like I said, place a dollar down you, you know, if you want to gamble responsibly. But uh, at least for me, um, the game was certainly worth a sweat. And I watched pretty much all the games this weekend. So uh, I, feel like I, I feel like I have a better idea of what I'm talking about, too, especially compared to the weeks prior. Uh, my prediction was the Bills 20, uh, Texans 16, uh, and I guess, you know, the score itself was I think uh, what, 20, yeah, 20 to 23, and uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it, and I am currently, as of this time, after the Bills and Texas 1-0, no, um, based off of the picks so far, And am to keep going down, and I'll, uh, I'll give you guys updates. So, uh, the next game, I had Titans uh, versus the Patriots, I pick them, I had the Pats, Obviously, they lost, so my pickems quote-unquote 0-2, um, so if you're, if you're doing, like, Yahoo picks and all that stuff, uh, I'm terribly sorry. Like I like my pickems just to have, like, split, like, instant reactions, um, more gut feelings, and then compare that to more in-depth analysis, so that's kind of where I, that's where my logic lies. So, um, sorry about that. I, I thought the pets were good, the pets were probably going to edge one out. Um, because of that, um, I spread... For the game, um, the pick I had was the Titans plus five. Uh, I mentioned to you guys that this game was probably going to be a close one. I thought it was going to be more of a bit like more of offensive, offense-heavy, on um, despite uh, Patriots good defense, and uh, it turns out te- Texas actually had a sneaky de- decent defense. Um, I'll talk more about the over/under in a minute, but um, but overall, uh, I just assumed the Titans were going to play their best, uh, and I know that. Patriots offense wasn't going to be that great, but I assumed that they were going to be a little bit improved in the playoffs, that they would be um, playing like 100% on point, and uh, it's unfortunate to see that Brady was not, um, you know, his, his former self, but in the same vein, uh, you know, I think the I had that 14-13 lead, and they kept it the whole time, like the rest of the game, I felt really good about that, um, felt really good about the plus, um, but I think we all kind of assumed um, regardless of how close the game was going to be, at least in the fourth quarter. Uh, I felt like the, uh, the the Patriots would have come, come back in some way, shape, or form, whether if they got like a touch the touchdown or a field goal and they never actually got that opportunity. Uh, I, almost, I I honestly thought the Patriots were just going to win by three or four points. That's why I took the Titans by plus five. Um, but like I said, the Titans had that lead and they held it, um, just barely. And then that punt at the very end of the game was just, oh my god, it was... Beautiful but soul-crushing um, at the same time. Um, if you're the pay- if you're a Patriots fan. As for the money line pick, I decided to um, to pass on this. I mentioned that I think this is about uh, about a 30-35% chance. I think the Titans win this, and based on the odds, it's about e- it's about equal. So it wasn't enough to give you a good edge. And considering the fact that. Um, you know, the Patriots had a couple drives to come back and win when they were down by a point, especially earlier in the fourth quarter. And, you know, in me, though, like, with the Patriots are kind of a rare exception when we feel like it's a 50-50 game. If you're expecting the Patriots to drive down and win a game at the end, it almost feels like it's a 60-40, or, you know, like a 65 or 75-25% of the time. So a lot of my money line picks are based off of how the games are going to play out, especially towards the end. And if you're someone who... That's first halves. I would probably suggest um, a lot of my money line picks are probably way more validated um, for, for, for first half picks versus the whole game because things change. So um, take that for what it's worth. I might change my strategy later on, especially in later playoff rounds. Um, but for now, um, especially last week, I passed. So, um, you know, I didn't win, didn't lose, and I think that was too close to call. Um, so that's why I didn't pick that one, um, so I'm not too bad, I'm not too upset that the Patriots uh, won, because I, like I said, I didn't think that was going to be a hugely profitable play, and it really almost didn't seem like it was going to be, so uh, I'm not upset about that one, or, you know, I don't feel like it's bad, uh, and then I had the over-under, it was over 44.5, I just thought this was going to be a shootout, I was way off base, this is just a, um, a low-scoring game, so, you know, 1-0-1 um, after two games the last week, now, uh, reviewing the, the Vikings and Saints matchup, I, in my heart of hearts, I picked the Saints to win in my pick because it just seemed like they were going to be off at like, really strong offensively, um, but despite that, uh, the spread, uh, was Vikings plus eight, and I already told you guys how Kirk Cousins has been playing, I'm a big fan of Kirk Cousins, um, the only time I doubted him was kind of mid-season, and then he went off, and I felt like, um that the same hate and criticisms were kind of hovering over him and that's like the last thing you want kirk cousins to be and app is just um you know having him listen to all the criticism uh, I, if you listen to his interviews i think he has his own podcast too he talks a lot about um, kind of the mentality for like nfl players and like what they listen to day in and day out and have to like, block a lot of the stuff so it's not like kirk is unfamiliar with you know the criticism that he gets but it seems like he's been playing a little bit more edgy. Um, you know, in, th- in this case, it's really great. And I kind of was hoping that would be the case, and I was also thinking that the Saints wouldn't be able to keep up with the Vikings' defense. Um, so, um, but uh, I I still in- initially thought the Saints would probably win this game um, a decent amount of time, like I think 60% I mentioned. So, um, but... That said, I picked the Vikings plus eight, they won the game, so, you know, so far after three matchups, two and one, at least for spreads, uh, and then the money line, I picked the Vikings at plus 320, uh, I told you this game was, like, a upset 40-60, and with this 40-60, and you're giving me plus 320 odds, it's a no-brainer, <laughs> it, it's an absolute no-brainer, all day, every day, I take that, um, and I thought this game was gonna be very close, regardless, I thought, um, my prediction I had was Saints 35-34, and I mentioned, The reason why I had the Saints quote-unquote in my prediction was that I just thought it was going to come down to a final drive, and I thought the Saints were going to pull that out, or um, alternatively, like I said, Vikings could have easily won, but I felt like at the end it was an easy 50-50, and I just kind of just assumed that the Saints would have edged that out, but because Vikings are giving me such great odds at plus 320, I'd be a fool not to go for that. You know, if you give me a coin flip. 50% You with know, 50% of the time, but when I do win, I get three times the amount I, I bet. Like that's that's the smart play. Um, not only is it a smart play, but it was a winning play this week. So, uh, very excited. So so far this playoffs, I'm already plus 2.2 units. And if you're unfamiliar with units, when I talk about that in the sports betting world, um, it's a denomination of whatever amount that you generally uh, want to bet with. Or if you're a more sp- serious sports bettor, um, generally it's used as a percentage of your bankroll. So ten dollars could be a denomination or a net unit. Um, so it varies from person to person, but it ke- but it keeps us speaking about the same terms, the same page, pretty frequently um, when we when we discuss these things. So, uh, yeah. So so far for that, after three matchups for the money line, we're already one and one because I passed on the Patriots Titans game, and then the over under. The over was forty nine and a half. I thought this was going to be a shootout, uh, and I did not. Uh, get that? Yeah, I don't think I think they scored like forty six points in the game. Uh, it's something relatively close, but uh, I didn't get that at all. So my prediction is that it wasn't as big of a shootout as I thought. It was just kind of more of a. It was a very entertaining game. It was a very entertaining game, but uh, uh wasn't as explosive as I thought it was going to be. So the over under after three uh, matchups is one and two. The last game of the weekend uh, was the Seahawks and Eagles. Uh, I picked the Seahawks to win in the Pick'em, obviously, and I was very confused as to why the Seahawks were a minus 1.5 favorites. Uh, I know they win a lot of the games ugly, but most of the games that they win are very, like, they usually win between, like, 3 and, like, 7 points regardless. And winning by a single point is not really their style. They like to keep the sweat and then just kind of run with their, their win, like, their style wins. Um, the money line, though... Uh, sorry. Same with the spreads. The spread was still minus 1.5, and I think the game was at 17-9. And I, I just thought uh, the Eagles weren't going to have enough. I, I felt Carson Wentz was going to give them uh, some points, uh, maybe a couple touchdowns. But I had my prediction for that game was going to be 17-4, and I think the actual game results were 17-9, Seahawks victory. So, uh, so yeah, the it turns out the Seahawks just completely shut down the Eagles the whole game. I Credited with at least one touchdown for seven points and maybe a couple field goals, or potentially two field or two touchdowns. So that's where the fourteen kind of came up from. But uh, wasn't the case there, um, which is good for us. Um, but I didn't like the odds that uh, the Seahawks were giving. Like there was there was still a lot of up in the air, and I still feel very hard pressed to bet the money line for the Seahawks as a favorite in most of these games because they they are a dangerous team, but they win ugly. Similar to the Green Bay Packers. Um, the only difference is that Russell Wilson is... He's literally the X-Factor of that team. and uh, that, I mean, that's more than enough to keep them almost... It feels like 50-50 shots of winning every week. So so I just get nervous when they're a favorite uh, here. So even though they're a slight favorite, uh, I pass in the money line. And I probably would have paid, like, minus 120. But it just... Like I said, it's not really my style so much. Um, but um, I'm not not upset about you know passing on that uh, whatsoever uh, you know you got to pick you got to make these picks selectively and I'm trying to do a better job of uh, uh, improving my money line picks that I assume that are good value so pass that pass on that one so after the first week uh, I am one and one with money line picks um, and three and one with the spreads which I've been doing pretty well and I'll, I'll note something after I finish this part but um, as for the over under I had the under at 45 point5 and this Completely crushed. Uh, I probably should have bet more on this game specifically over the Titans Patriots, um, but um, I was very close with the Hawks game. And actually, the Bills game, I had the I had the Bills scoring twenty in my prediction. They ended up scoring nineteen. I had the Seahawks scoring seven. They had seventeen. They scored seventeen. Uh, and I had the, the Vikings Saints game. I had Vikings scoring twenty three, Saints twenty, and Vikings scored twenty six in the Saints twenty. Um, the only ones that I, w- I was pretty off on was, uh, oh wait, no, that was looking at the wrong game, wrong game, <laughs> sorry, I was way off on the states. so, um, but, uh, but yeah, overall, just week over week, um, or sorry, um, t- types of bets, I should say, two and two, um, last week, with the over-under, um, one and one for the money line, and three and one for the spreads. Now, if you're interested, I'll, I'll, I'll probably link to the spreadsheet that I've been using to place all of my bets, and so you guys can look. Um, I make a lot of different types of bets, and I usually show the unit sizes, uh, but I really wasn't planning on showing it because it was more of a confidence thing where, you know, I just wanted to place my bets, and, and uh, I also have, like, a Twitter handle, too, where I do share some of my bets um, outside of that, so, um, but it's just more so just sharing, and it's not so much to be, like, judged or, you know, to try to, like, make money selling picks, though, if, though, quote-unquote, um... This season, every time I made picks for spreads, I had a 70% win rate you know, out of like 35 games, and this weekend uh, I was three and one, so that's a 75% win rate with spreads. So, at least there's one thing I can flaunt if you know, I really want to quote unquote flaunt, and even then, it could just be a heater. So, you know, I just don't know. Um, but my methodology on making these picks is pretty similar over each time. I like to f- focus on team momentum, team flow. And overall historical matchups, I probably use like six or seven different indicators, and uh, yeah. And if anyone can figure out, if I can figure out a way to quantify that into a sports model for the NFL, that'd be great. Um, but everything is like an ebb and flow throughout the whole season, so it's very tough to even just put everything in a vacuum. And uh, yeah, so money line. I'm like I said, money line itself. I'm still up, I'm up two point two units, which is more than I made all season uh, doing the upset picks. Although I do it was profitable, but um, always slightly, and over/under is, like I said, I just do. I I don't do over/unders that much. I generally think I'd, I can figure out a pretty good over/under, but uh, we'll see how these playoffs keep going out, keep going on. Uh, I don't like losing. Uh, so if anything, I'm addicted to winning. But um, the moment my gambling, not gambling, but like anytime sports betting and stuff, I kind of start losing, like have a have a bad run, which is which doesn't happen often. I just tend to take a break. You know, I just lower my bets. And um, if you listen to that gambling episode, I've already made decent amount of profit, so, um, right now I'm not really just, I'm not, I'm not trying to bet A responsibly, I'm just kind of doing these things, uh, betting in the same denominations every single time, so, um, but overall, like I said, if I'm not going to be successful at one area of betting, I'm going to start winning that after X amount of games. Now, we could probably talk about what you guys are waiting for, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, like I said, you guys don't have to, you know, listen to these picks verbatim, uh, I'll, I'll link the spreadsheet um, in the, in the description as well as well as timestamps for certain areas, for certain parts of the podcast uh, so you guys can browse and listen to whatever you want accordingly so now we are entering the divisional rounds uh, and this is going to be at least in my opinion one of the most lit like football weekends I have ever uh, witnessed this year no, no. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I'm pretty excited for this weekend. Uh, last week, there seemed to be a few games that I didn't have too much interest in. Like the Bills, Texans seemed interested last week. Titans, Patriots did seem kind of interesting. Um, the Hawks, Eagles, I didn't have too much interest in, but I just like watching, especially football playoffs. Um, but this week, uh, there are a lot of games that, that pique my interest here. So, um, Pick'ems. All right, I'm going to go over each game. Uh, each in each match individually, and then with their, sorry, each match, and talk about the four different types of bets similar to what I was doing before, um, and then uh, let you guys know my thoughts on each each matchup. So, for the Vikings and 49ers, just for pickems, like my heart, then my, my impulse says 49ers, sh- 49ers should win this. Um, like, on paper, they should win. Uh, they have a strong, they have a very strong defense. Uh, Garoppolo has been uh, absurdly good when it when it matters um, they really don't ask him to do too much and when they do he, he seems he, he delivers um, the only at least going back to the Vikings moving, moving there the Vikings have shown that they can especially with Kirk cousins he's finally able to win bigger games he's been able to beat um, teams that have plus 500 records of playoff contenders last week through um, playing well, playing on the road uh, against a very strong Saints team uh, you know they they more or less could have been like a 2 or one seed cut. Like if, uh, you know, it kind of things went their way. But I just thought, um, you know, the strength of the Saints is probably at or equal to about the 49ers. Um, both have their pros and cons. But um, the fact that the Vikings went on the road and beat them, uh, it was a close game. But uh, but Kirk Cousins came through at the end. If he that that overtime, the overtime game was just absurd. Like those two throws Kirk Cousins made... Um, he's been doing most of this throughout his career, but it seems like no one's been giving him the opportunities to. Uh, I've watched him in some of these moments, and yeah, he doesn't, you don't have to win, like, these games all the time, but when it matters, especially in the playoffs, uh, he, like, it seems, seems like once you prove it, it's just, a, it's just that monkey off his back that, that hopefully will, you know, catapult him into another level of evolution uh he's certainly playing like a completely different quarterback this year i don't think that's temporary i think he's just leveled up period and he just continues to seem like he's improving and i think he's entering like his seventh year in the league uh you know, fifth you know, sixth or seventh year in the league and i think that's going to be where the apex of his like skill is going to be shown and i think he's going to keep improving but he is a very dangerous quarterback uh, Garoppolo is still developing into that, um, and we, I don't still I still don't think we've seen all of Garoppolo yet. So that's so that's what um, I feel like at least initially about the matchup. But for the pick-em versions, um, I think uh, just on paper, Forty Niners should win. However, for the spread, uh, the spread is the Vikings plus seven, and I would be a little bit nervous personally if the spread was about plus six here. Uh, I have, I believe the Vikings have a really good shot here. Um, and especially compared to the most 49ers games, I feel like any team that intends to move down uh, know, that has more of a high-paced offense with some explosive abilities, especially with Kirk, uh, it can be exploited with the 49ers. Uh, it certainly was shown that in the Arizona, in Arizona Cardinal games, and if the Vikings paid a lot of attention to that, um, we could see, we can see um, you know, a pretty... I don't want to say high-scoring game, but a pretty even-flowing game, similar to how the Saints and... Similar to the Saints game, um, but I do expect more defense to show up on, on both ends. So, uh, even a low-scoring game, uh, it's hard for me to like. It's hard for me to imagine that the 49 Niners are going to like. They're going to get double digits on uh, the Vikings, and it seems like the Vikings have just shown to have capa- have the capability capability to come back in games um, and make it a fairly close game. So. Even if they were to lose, and out of like all the situations they play out in my head, uh, it's, it seems like it's very unlikely that they lose by more than 10. Um, it's very plausible that they could just be down by 6, 7, 8 points towards the end they needed to come back. Or uh, vice versa, it could just be a close game and the 49ers just close it out. Okay, so a lot of the stuff that loses in my head plays out to the end of the game. And because of that, um, I feel like the Vikings plus 7 is a very strong pick. Uh, similar to, like, the Vikings plus 8 and the Titans last week. Um, so, um, taking the Vikings at plus 7. The money line here, um, taking the Vikings at plus 245. Uh, I don't think uh, the line has has respected um, the Vikings prowess yet, especially offensively and kind of how they play as a whole. Um, now, I might be neglecting some of the 49ers capabilities because I've watched a few of their games, but I haven't um, watched them. Especially recently, coming off of bye week. However, uh, I think the Vikings win this still about I want to say at least thirty-five percent of the time. And I'm being I'm very I'm being very and and that's pretty low. I think po- like the strongest they probably win this like forty percent, maybe maybe forty-five. I would say between thirty-five and forty percent. And if, if I wanted to pull up the implied odds here, and if you guys are number of people. Uh, numbers of people, which is perfect, because if you're not, then you should be sleeping already, but, um, but if I'm just looking at, like, the implied odds here, that's been given. Uh, the likelihood that... Let me pull this up. The bike is at plus 245 is going to be adding that here. Uh, implies that they're gonna win about 29% of the time. Uh, and I just... I just believe that they win this 35 40 percent of the time, and if it's let's just give them like a thirty-five percent chance, uh, the, the correct line to be break-even, I guess, would be plus one eighty-six. So uh, we're still having very good odds uh, with this pick. So uh, at least, in my, at least in how I play it out in my head, and I think majority of the time, I think this is, a, I think this is going to be a profitable play. So taking the Vikings, they've been battle-tested in the first round. Uh, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to let up. Uh, none, of, none of their remaining opponents are going to be easy, period. I mean, not any team in the NFL is going to be easy, but um, they're pretty much going through the gauntlet to to win. And, uh, and But yeah, Vikings really are no joke in this case. As for the over-under, uh, the under currently is 44. Uh, the line is 44 points. I'm going for the under in this game, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not very... Uh, I'm not very confident in either or, this, this is close to being a pass, um, but I just, for the sake of making a pick, if I had to make a pick, and I think what's well, going to give me the edge, um, anything lower than 44 I refuse to take, uh, uh, but uh, anything above, like, 45 I still feel very nervous about, so... Uh, what I have, at least for my prediction, is that the Vikings will win this game, despite I have the 49ers for the pick'em. But I think, out of all the scenarios that I play out, this is going to be a very similar game to last week. Um, but the complete—I mean, the score is going to be very similar, but I think the game is going to play out a lot differently. Um, this could easily just be a, a shootout, uh, or I feel like I feel like this could easily be a shootout. Um, but the same, same, like I—I I don't think the 49ers. Um, don't want to be, don't want to place themselves in shootout scenarios, so, uh, I just, I just feel a score being 23-20 Vikings, which is very close to the over-under, uh, and that makes me nervous, because, I mean, this score can usually be, like, 20 to, 23 to 10, like, really, or 20 to 17, but, uh, I feel a little bit nervous about this one, but I'm still gonna make that pick, it's gonna be locked in, I, like I said, I like to make these picks to get a better barometer of what I'm doing and how to make myself better, so, Uh, Like I said, I think there's some slight value here. Just slight. Um, But I believe this is going to be a big sweat, in my opinion. Uh, Next game. uh, I pick them. This is going to be a Titans-Ravens matchup. Uh, I pick them. My my initial thoughts say Ravens. Uh, The spread in this game uh, is plus 10. Or minus 10, depending. But I'm going for the Titans plus 10 here. The reason B is 1... I think the Titans have more offensive power than what we're, sh- that we're seeing. Uh, two, the Patriots actually have a pretty solid defense. And despite the, page- or the Titans only scoring 14 points, uh, I do think the Titans' defensive line actually get a turnover, potentially get an extra 7 to 10 points off of either a fumble or a turnover on downs. Uh, the Titans' offense has just been obscenely strong. Um, not, to, not to discredit, discredit Raven's defense. I'm just saying the Titans' offense is probably going to at least put up 20-plus points. Uh, They only scored 14 points last week of Patriots, and I'm specifically talking about the offense, not the team as a whole. Uh, So I'm just kind of ignoring that pick six, at least for offensive purposes. So uh, I still think they at least put up 20 20 points offensively. Um, Or I should say 14 to 17 points offensively from from their offense. Uh, Maybe more, uh, because... I think they're facing a weaker defense than the Ravens. Plus, I've noticed a lot, and this is going to blend into the money line pick, too. Um, I've noticed uh, there has been a pretty sizable gap in how um, Baltimore plays against the deep ball. Uh, that seems to be one of their weaknesses uh, throughout the season, especially in the second half. Considering with Tannehill, they've been one of the most um, downfield passers and big play you know, one of the big play offenses, uh, makes me. Think that this is actually a ma- like a very specific matchup favor for the Titans. Not to say that they're going to win specifically, but I think um, those those factors play into the, a much closer game than what we're all anticipating. Uh, and because of that, I think this is going to be a completely high-scoring game. Um, but my initial predictions that I have here, uh, I think this is going to be close. But my um, initial predictions were the Ravens 34, Titans 24, and again. Um, you know, out of all the scenarios in my head, this is the one that I'm picking, but I think a majority of the time I think the Texans, sorry the Titans um, might make this like a 25, 26, 27 you know, up to a 30, 31. I mean they could potentially win this game you know um, But the Ravens, I could see the Ravens at best still plus they got 45 points and if I put my Titans at the best of the best, I could see them fighting up 40 plus points. So offensively I think this is a pretty strong matchup and I think the Titans defense is very underrated. Uh, especially over the last few weeks, they've been holding opponents uh, pretty pretty down, despite the quality of the opponents. But I I think they've been doing a pretty solid job. Um, uh, the question is, it's all about Lamar. At the end of the day, uh, what he can do in the playoffs, and I feel like he is a beast. And I feel like majority of the time, Ravens run over this. But I just think the Titans are way better than what people are expecting, and because of that, the money line that I have is the Titans plus three forty. Uh, I think the Titans win this one out of four times. Like, out of 100 times they play, they're going to win 25%. And if that's the case, if I pull up my implied probability, uh, 25% implies that my odds have to be plus 300 or better. And this line is plus 340. Uh, depending on the sports book, that's going to be about it. So, uh, between like 330 and 340 that I saw. So, uh, if the line was 340, um, then it means... I'm have 240 here. And then to me it means that Vegas implies that the Titans win about 22% of the time. Um, like I said, I think they win about 25%, maybe up to 30, and 25 is on the low end. So uh, again, this is a decent value pick. Um, not as a strong value pick. This is, a, this is a weaker value pick in the sense of if you're going to bet money on this, I would probably err on like a half a unit. Uh, and that's probably what I will end up doing here. Um, but for the sake of simplicity, I'm going to mark this as one unit, and I'm just trying to be uh, transparent with you guys. But, um, but I feel more confident in my Vikings plus 240, 245 pick than I do in my Titans plus 340 pick. Although I think both are equally profitable, I just wanted to provide the logic behind these picks. Um, so, Titans plus 340, Titans plus 10 for the spread. And then the over, I have plus 46, or sorry, over 46 and a half. Like I said, I think this is just going to be a, an absurd shootout. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not—I don't think I'm giving too much t- credit for the Titans, but there are 24 points in my prediction. It might be a little bit higher, but I just want to focus on like the extremes here, um, kind of how I play it out. So, um, the t- like I said, the Titans plus 10 um, is fine. Um, I actually colored that because I, I'm fairly confident in that one. Um, but uh, I. I just feel like there's way too many possibilities, and that plus 340 line in the playoffs is just... is screaming value. Um, Plus, the Ravens have a lot of hype going in, and I think a lot of people are just placing money on the Ravens because of the hype. Next game, the Texans versus Chiefs. Uh, The Chiefs, I have them in the Uh, pick'em. The Chiefs have just been an offensive juggernaut the last few weeks of the season. I feel like Andy Reid's going to take them deep in the playoffs, which... Probably is going to give away what I think in some of these picks, but um, the line currently is 9.5 for the chiefs, Chiefs-Titans chiefs game, and I'm going to pick the Chiefs minus 9.5. I know I love to favor the underdogs, but no matter the scenarios that I play out in my head, uh, I just think around 9, 10 points is going to be the difference in this game. And 9.5, I feel a little bit wary about that too. I feel like if those, those 10, Um, I might go with the Texans side, but the minus minus nine, I feel comfortable with the Chiefs. Um, This is going to be the most spooky game out there, only because of the Texans' wild inconsistency. Like I said last game, the Texans had to come from behind uh, big time, and the Chiefs uh, specifically aren't really known for the defense, but they've been able to tone it down a little bit towards the end of the season. Um, however, when I would look through like this Killer Sports database and looked at like, the recent matchups, was trying to find like any reasonable angle, especially the more recent memory. Um, the only thing that I can come up with, come up with that is in alignment without any like outside noise, um, and, and there's a theory behind this, and I'll get to that, but is that whenever uh, Houston is an underdog by at least nine plus points, uh, they lose hard, like they just lose big time. Uh, so. Uh, they've only been this. I only have a five-game sample, which isn't a lot, but it's enough for me to work off of getting an edge on this line because it seems like it seemed like it was fine at first until I did more research, and we'll see what the results say at the end of, at the end of next week. But uh, but yeah, they lose uh, anytime they've had like a minus or plus nine, plus twelve, plus fifteen. They just they get shellacked. Um, and if we're talking about even more recent memory, this year or last year, uh, when more of these teams have been playing together. Um, and I don't, I don't try to date, like, really old uh, games because there's different, like, regimes that come in coaching staff players, so it's not really relevant. However, um, the Texans have still been wildly consistent, and they scraped out a victory against the Bills. Uh, even in overtime, it seemed like uh, the Bills had their number, uh, but that was kind of on them. So, the Texans are looking pretty weak in my end, and they haven't been consistent. The only redeeming factor is that the Titans do tend to show up against uh te like strong teams every once in a while. But I don't think I don't think that's gonna be the case, but I'm not a billion percent confident here. Uh however, uh that's gonna be the line I'm gonna take is that when they seem to be underdogs, uh sorry, yeah, underdogs by big, they just they, they perform worse. And the reason why I mentioned um, this specific line, if you're curious, is that uh is that I believe the more that these players know about the lines and games coming in, and the chatter, and I don't care who you are, um, what you are, if you're an Apple player, uh, a vast majority of them, like, still li- listen to some cri- criticism, still listen to some news, and with the with the boost of sports betting, being self-aware of these lines might actually be motivation for some of these teams to perform well. Um, for example, I feel like Patriots do that all the time. However, uh, However, the caliber of player might interpret the, like these thoughts completely different, and it seems like how the Chiefs normally have been playing. When they're a big dog, um, they tend to fold, regardless. So, uh, and unlike the Vikings, where I mentioned they're kind of a big dog before, uh, they, uh, you know, it seemed like they were they believe in themselves or they've proven it, especially last week. Um, the, the Texans didn't do much to actually convince me last week, uh, so. Guessing a stronger Chiefs team, uh, they're going to put up some points, but I just don't think it's going to be remotely enough. That line is spooky, but um, I have the Chiefs winning 33 to 23. But it wouldn't surprise me either way if this was like a 33-24 20, game or a 40 to 10 game um, in Chiefs' favorite. Um, so that's that's what I'm working with there. Uh, as for the money line, I don't like either team. It's a good value, period. So I'm passing on that. Uh, and the over/under, I have the over as 51. Uh, I'm pretty. I feel pretty decent with the with that going the over. My um, only thing is that if the Chiefs do, if Houston plays the way I expect them to, which is to kind of crap the bed, uh, this could be a 30 to like 15 game, uh, or 35 to like 17 game, uh, which does make the over fairly close, but. Uh, at least Houston, or sorry, at least the Texans have shown that they don't give up, so they might be able to put up some cheap points at the end to get to the over. That's kind of how I'm imagining it, and that's kind of where I get that 33-23 um, lineup for the prediction. Uh, as for the final game, uh, the Seahawks and Packers. Um, I pick them, um, Seahawks. I feel like, I said this a couple weeks ago, that Packers might be in a huge, like, they might, they might be on a run to make the Super Bowl based on how ugly they've won. Um, unfortunately, they've ran into the only team that's won uglier um, more frequently compared to the Packers. And uh, and there's only one, and it seems like there's one X-factor on, uh, on the Seahawks that the Packers don't have. Uh, years past you could say, oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the guy, he's the X-factor, he can change games. Uh, he has the ability to do that, but it, he hasn't been able to do that as consistent, at least in my opinion, this season. Uh, whereas Russell Wilson is literally riding the team on him, and he not only just feels like he wants to carry the team, he thrives in that. Um, it's like it's almost like he's looking forward to that. So I expect this to be a gritty matchup. Uh, a, this is a game where I feel like it's going to be a 50-50 matchup, because Packers have been finding unique ways to win a lot of these games, and Seahawks have just been finding... just. I don't know it's just they have been clutching they've been clutching the victory from the Jaws of defeat every single game like way worse than the Packers if you look like in my my opinion so because of that uh this is a 50-50 game like I said so the fact that the Seahawks are a plus 4 and they have a better record on the road than they do at home uh, so that's that's an absurd that's an absurd state that that's just an absurd period so uh, the fact that they are plus four and they're probably even giving the, the Packers like a plus three advantage for being at owned uh, I don't think that reflects on the actual game here uh, I think this game is gonna be separated by like one or two points regardless of who wins and because of that This is this is a 50 50. So if you give me a true 50 50 and any underdog uh, especially a proven underdog uh, has the capability to win I'm always going to take the profitable play here. So, despite being a 50/50, the Seahawks are plus 175 on the money line. Uh, I think I think that's on BetOnline, and uh, you, I, I recommend you guys looking at different sports books. Uh, I go between Bovada, BetOnline, and my bookie. Although I think uh, BetOnline and my bookie have better odds, and they have better bonuses compared to. Well, they we'll see better bonuses, but they have uh, they have decent odds. So, uh, definitely the Seahawks at plus 175. I feel like in this coin flip, that's a profitable play. Uh, I feel like that's actually the most reasonable um, play that I've had. I have this week. Uh, the Vikings is fairly reasonable as well. The Titans is this Titans is a pure long-term value play versus the Vikings. I feel like it's a stronger play. And the Seahawks that I have, I feel like this that this is, that's a complete misread on the line. Uh, that's a, that's a that's a steal that you're getting there. So, uh, yeah, So Vikings plus one seventy-five, and I think for the game itself, uh, the over/under, I have the under of 47 points um, because the way I, I, I can't imagine this game being high scoring whatsoever uh, the fact that the Vikings 49ers if you swap the under for the Vikings 49ers games that would be a little bit nervous but on uh, the under 47 I am uh, fairly confident in uh, I mean the Vikings laid waste last week and sorry the, the Seahawks laid waste last week and the under was like 45.5 points And I just don't see how the where all these Packer points are coming from. Uh, So, my prediction for that game is Seahawks 23 19, uh, probably going to come down to a last drive from Aaron Rodgers to win. And if that's the case, 23 19, and I gave that wiggle room in there because Seahawks didn't lose 26 23 or 27 23, you know, along those lines. So, um, but I just can't imagine in most realms of my head, Seahawks losing more than four points in this game. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so 23 29 Seahawks, that's, that's where I'm at, and I'm sticking to it. So, uh, yeah, if you enjoy this analysis, like, let me know. I feel like I, I did a lot of research prior to these games in the playoffs. I feel like, uh, I, I, I don't know, I did, I try to dedicate a decent amount of time to, um, finding a lot of these angles, especially the spreads, uh, and it wasn't until mid-season, uh, I started betting more of my own, my own, uh, due diligence picks on these spreads. Um, that's why I've only had 35, 35 games that I've, that I've, uh, had action on. Um, and I, I, used a, I used a sports model, uh, to do football picks prior, and it was kind of, I think it was like, I think it was like three and eight or something like that. So, I just didn't like the sports model, and I was very selective, and I didn't really use my own due diligence. And I noticed throughout the season, whenever I did, I was pretty on point. So, uh, yeah, so I don't... I don't know. I I would probably trust uh, non-models. But hopefully you guys have just enjoyed this podcast. I feel like I'm a little bit more intense in this one because, uh, like I said, I really enjoy this. Um, And hopefully, hopefully you guys are sleeping... Uh, and if not, just listen to this during the day, please, and make your bets. Don't, don't go on your computer and make the bets as I listen because if you're trying to sleep, do not, do not show a screen. Like, that's rule number Don't have a screen up. Don't turn on the TV. If you are, use it as background noise and don't look at it. Okay? Like, I, I can't, or I can't suggest this enough. So, oh, if you guys had a good listen for what it's worth, for, you know, as long as you're Hopefully you're sleeping, but if you're awake, hopefully you listened, uh, uh enjoyed it, I mean, and, uh, until next time, uh, take care and dream easy.